Hey, Freedom Jumper, welcome back to the Agency Freedom Podcast. We help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. This is our second of four episodes recorded live from the vendor hall at Indie Tech Showcase 2023 from Indianapolis, Indiana. This episode, I am joined by two of the three co-founders of Glovebox, Mr. Ryan Matheson and Mr. Sean Mulhern. Andy was not able to make it. He was holding down the fort back at HQ in Denver for Glovebox. In this episode, we get all the way into what Glovebox is doing currently with their new desktop version of their app, as well as earlier this year, some of the improvements made to help you better connect with your client, having documents and requests and referrals and a whole bunch of other stuff happening inside the platform. I also address my departure from IAOA in a situation that was directly related to Glovebox. So if you've been wondering what happened, uh, why am I no longer in IAOA, the Facebook group that started it all, that uh, has a lot to do with even this very podcast existing, uh, we address that in this episode as well, uh, near the middle and then a little bit at the end as well. So. Sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation with Glovebox from Indie Tech Showcase. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. There are two kinds of people in the insurance industry. Those who are captive and those who are free. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast. Captivity can go far beyond the companies you represent. It starts between your ears and its impact is felt in every corner of your business. We're all about helping agency principals and sales professionals reach your maximum potential and flex your freedom. If your goals are big enough, you're going to have to get uncomfortable to be able to reach them. Our team at RiskWell is living this out every single day. This show is where I share our successes, our failures, and everything I learn along the way. We deliver relevant, tactical, and actionable content from industry peers, innovative partners, and a variety of leaders from other business verticals. We're not holding anything back. There's no upsell, no guru pitch, and no fluff. It's time to unshackle yourself from captivity and make your freedom jump with the Agency Freedom Podcast. Let's go. All right, folks, back for another live recording here at Indie Tech 2023. This one is special and a little bit juicy for those of you that are in the know. Yes, we might be spilling a little bit of tea later in the episode. But before that, we're going to promo these guys because they have definitely earned it and let them talk all about the cool things that they're doing to advance the IA channel and help agencies get better at selling stuff and keeping their clients happy i've got uh, the guys from glovebox here he's not currently the best hair in insurance but he can grow it back whenever he wants to now sean mulhern and uh ryan matheson uh andy is back slaving away at hq right absolutely he's in his cage he comes out every friday around 3 3 to 4 30 are his uh viewing hours oh. so if you want to come by the office he'll be out of his cage roaming roaming there. is there like a machine at hq where i can put a quarter in and get a handful of stuff to feed andy absolutely That's a pretty good idea you know and, and what we're considering and i know this is um it's more ai and machine learning we're going to create a petting zoo oh. for andy 
and you can come pet Andy. Wow. Um, it's going to be an attraction. It's nothing, the pro version. Nothing to do with AI or machine learning, but you know, those are buzzwords. Yeah. Global. Yeah. We can use automation. Them. Yeah. 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 AI. Automate. Petting zoo. <laughs> Petting zoo is a buzzword. Petting right. zoos. <laughs> no, there you go. So what's going on, guys? You've got a glove box has been everywhere, it seems, this year. You've had a couple of really big feature upgrades and innovation, like iterations that have come along this year in Glovebox. Uh, what's it been like uh, building the platform that you guys have done? It's been fun. This year, we've been able to really build a lot of the base features that we wanted to get out in the market so we can start working on the cool stuff. I know I mentioned it in your podcast prior. Yep. We have the desktop version coming out here in about two weeks. That's going to be exciting. We've got uh, a brand new metrics dashboard coming out, full policyholder analytics of all the actions being done in the platform, which is going to be super cool. One thing we're very interested in is uh, current client referrals, which I know everybody hates They're the worst, but they are the best and they close. We've generated over 10,000 current client referrals over the past 12 months for our customers. Wow. But wait a yeah. second. Who hates them? Do I need to find out who these people are that hate current client referrals? I wonder referrals? if they hate them Every, so much as they don't get them. Everybody who doesn't have Glovebox hates current client referrals because they're not Is getting them. Is it just them. a jealousy thing or what? I just think they're so opposed to more of the ideal customers that they already have. And they also don't like money. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, a little bit of sarcasm <laughs> there. Oh, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, we're working on automated ID cards. We want to make those live. Um, Enhanced user communication, driving people back into the platform. Yep. Uh, and then Jason Cass loudly making announcements in the background while we're recording a podcast. So I apologize if anyone's distracted by that. Love that. You know, this is live. This is what happens. We got Mitch Gibson right here. Mitch, say hello. I'm distracted. What's up, everybody? I'm taking a video for content. You'll see this soon. Yeah, so check out LinkedIn for the uh, the live yeah, video it. that Mitch is recording right now as we are recording. It's like some kind of Inception thing, right? <laughs> let me put Man. my let me put my pants back on. This no, is be hold on a second. Video. <laughs> uh, last thing we're working on currently uh, is we're going to be integrating uh, Certificial into the platform for native com uh, commercial oh, look certificates. At, look at James's eyes. Be Did you see that? Yep. Mm. Sorry. You caught his interest. Actually, come over to the booth. I'll show you the prototype. It's badass. The word certificial and integration yeah. makes me sit up straight in my seat. I'm it's, not going to lie. It's a beautiful thing, man. It was meant for our platform to live there. Patrick McBride, what's up? Patrick's going to Dude, come this is it. just turning into an ask me anything. With Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Well, James, you did say that this was the post-launch if someone's going to go do some work. It's not going to be that busy in here. And suddenly it's busy. <laughs> suddenly it's busy. All of a sudden. Yeah. Man. So you're here. Yes. It's just a, a, a train of people that have been guests on the podcast, except for Sean. I mean, Ryan was on just a few weeks ago. Sean's the smartest guy in the room when he walks in. Yeah, so he really is. No one says it. I will. I really appreciate that. That's yeah. really nice of you to say. Yeah. You know, there's only three people in the room. So no. odds are good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> odds are good. Sean, what's uh, what's your perspective on all this? I, we Everybody who listens to my podcast had the opportunity to hear a full episode from Ryan um, back in June. That episode dropped either that or first week of July. I don't remember when uh, here in 23. But uh, your perspective, obviously, is, is a little different. What is your role at Glovebox? I know you're part of the co-founding team, you and the Mathesons, with the three of you co-founded Glovebox. What is your role? What do you do day to day to, to drive the mission of Glovebox? Uh, that's a good question. I uh, do whatever Ryan asks. He comes over to my office and he goes, I, it's one of two things. He goes, do you want to see something cool? 
And I always say yes, of course. Well, the answer to that in. question is always <laughs> it's yes. It's always cool. So I cruise in there. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm COO. I handle operations, which is a glorified title uh, for picking up the pieces on whatever needs to be done at any given point. Uh, so I handle all the internals. You know, how do we transition this to that? You know, what's the process for for executing on this? Um, what needs to change with a new feature coming out? How are we going to roll out this feature? Our go to market strategy, kind of the internal operating system. Sean hmm. is being modest. Like literally, this dude runs everything internally, and we have think about it. Yeah. So we have 15 engineers. We have three people that just work on AMS data. We have an entire agency success team, our sales side, our HubSpot for marketing. This guy puts all of those pieces together and he makes it all function. Otherwise, it's a complete shit I also show. do the Costco runs. And he also does Costco runs. Although no. nobody ate the Red Vines in yeah. the office. I was and like, I don't I'm glad know you brought that up. Yeah. James, are you a Red Vines or a Twizzlers guy? Ryan, what up? Twizzlers. <laughs> Twizzlers. I'm a Twizzlers guy. I'm blown away by this. I thought for sure I got the giant bucket of it i've literally never heard of red vine that must be a colorado <laughs> thing you're kidding it must be. i think it's the poor man's twizzlers to be honest it, it More is like dr thunder yeah and james you're yeah. a little bit higher class than that so that's why you haven't heard of it before i Man, get it i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie if there's a bucket of twizzlers on this desk right now <laughs> i will eat every single one of them and then puke red for two days <laughs> that's amazing I have, twizzler I'm not, I'm not a sweet tooth guy i don't really like candy yeah but twizzlers are my jam i will get after that see i'm like that for red vines though i love them let me ask you this and this is a very important question of people that you know i keep company as how do you feel about taco bell 25 year old me was all about the taco bell okay. i could crush a mexican <laughs> pizza a grilled stuffed burrito with steak oh oh only God. with steak see uh, the crunch wrap supreme yeah but everybody has their order and it's so good but i the last three or four times i've had taco bell it has shredded my insides <laughs> and and it was a very unpleasant experience <laughs> i'm pretty sure 40 year old james can't do taco no bell days. anymore. ryan's no perfect days. world would be uh demolition man where every restaurant is taco bell i love taco bell i love it on a wednesday i love it on a sunday yeah. you know yeah I'll i love the taste of it my body just doesn't appreciate taco bell you, yeah you know that's unfortunate they should create like a an older person's version of taco bell where it's more system yeah it's it's Kudoba. there's some extra wow. fiber in there <laughs> if you're gonna go to Qdoba, then you gotta go to chipotle i agree Qdoba. i yeah. agree yeah it, it's like incremental levels of you know, Taco Bell is grade D yeah. beef, and Qdoba is probably something yeah. slightly better. And yeah. then Chipotle, it's actually food that's fit for human consumption. Yeah. They go from, like, freeze-dried to microwave to actual stove. This there is quite go. the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Red Vines, Taco you Bell. You know, I made a conscious effort after the summer as we came back. I was like, you know what? So many times in previous interviews when we're way off subject, I'll say some sort of transitional <laughs> statement like, well, guys, we should probably talk about insurance <laughs> Let's now. Let's get back into it. Let's get back into relevant. And, and it, it occurred to me that that's just a dumb thing to do because anyone listening to this is here for the three of us. They chose to listen. They need to be entertained. They might get a chuckle out of something. We might be off topic and there might be something that makes them think, oh, oh I, I forgot about such and such. Yeah, I should go check that out. Or maybe they just enjoy it, you know, for good old fashioned fun. What a concept. Yeah. Well, think about what you just did. You just made people feel okay with the fact that they also shit themselves when they eat Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. That's all right. Let's oh, put it man. out there. Let's make you feel normal. You're not alone. Yeah. yeah we, I'm just shocked that it, it's kind of like how you, the old school wooden roller coasters, you almost expect to see 
a sign somewhere sponsored by so-and-so chiropractor yeah. because when you get done with the roller coaster, you're yeah. going to need a chiropractor. Yeah. I'm just like, don't you have like an internal medicine doctor sponsoring Taco Bell somewhere? Like, where's the gastroenterologist that's yeah. sponsoring the, the bean and cheese burrito? What about dude wipes? Like, what if you got a free dude wipe with every taco that you that you buy? That's good marketing. Or a you, certain right? amount of dude wipes, depending on what level of hot sauce. Oh, yeah. 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 Would you like hot sauce and dude wipes as Man. part of your order? It's really interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. Same. So what's uh what's something cool coming up that you guys are working on that you're allowed to talk about? desktop version is probably something big yeah that's huge yeah yep, we're very excited about the desktop version it's literally going to be this living breathing client playground from your website it's gonna yeah. be awesome yeah same kind of experience as mobile same kind of experience as mobile okay. uh so all cohesive you do something on the mobile it'll show up on the desktop if you do something in hq it's all connected it's gonna be really nice so, love it yeah excited about that the cohesive experience is something i feel like is missing from a lot of platforms like when you log into their desktop url it doesn't have the same look and feel it's obvious right. that they're mobile first they're app driven way more than desktop what's the experience like on desktop is it going to have the same amount of polish as the mobile experience it's probably more polished to be yeah, honest. honestly it's funny when you look at it since we started on mobile you look at this and you're like how did we not have this honestly you know? i don't know how you didn't have it from yeah. the retail agent perspective it's like why isn't there a desktop version it's incredibly hard to build technology well let me <laughs> yeah. let me yeah it, it really is but let me give you an example so we we talked to one agent this morning he came up he said hey I have too many apps on my phone, too many apps. I don't need another app. Yep. And I go, hey, where do you bank at? And he said, I have two different banks. And I said, you have both their apps on your phone, don't you? And he said, absolutely. So that's one. So he swore up and down that apps weren't good for insurance. Next guy comes up and he's a I won't say him by name, but he's he's an OG of insurance, right? Yeah. Older guy knows everything about the business. He came up and said, apps are the future. Everybody's going to use apps. It's all I would use. And, and that's where we're at. It's this like differing of opinion. Some people are against it. Some people are for it. It's just, it's really interesting. The, to me, it goes back to go where your customer is. Yeah. Wherever they are, wherever their thumbs and their eyeballs are, that's where we should be as yeah. agents. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of arrogance. There's a lot of we know better than you do that goes on in, in retail agent land. It's like, maybe we don't know better than the insured yeah maybe we're more successful when we just listen and when we look at hard data like usage statistics like website traffic because if you go to my google analytics dashboard right now i promise you you're going to find about 90 percent of my website traffic is mobile why would we expect anyone's other interactions to be any different if they're going to our website from their phone why can't they go to an app from their phone Agents, honestly, we I was always concerned with one thing, man. Did their premium payment get paid and did my commission hit my bank account? Yep. That is what I care about. I don't care how you did it. I don't care where you did it. I want to know that that happened. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think just pivoting to a little bit more of a higher level conversation as we uh, we get to some of the juicy stuff here in just a second. I think one of the things that's unique about Glovebox is you guys are born and raised in insurance. You're not tech people. You're not PE coming from outside. You didn't see an opportunity in the industry. You were raised and cut your teeth in the industry. And then you leave agency life specifically to launch this tech company. 
you're a completely different level of qualification as far as I'm concerned. So, I mean, to even begin the conversation from the perspective of we're insurance people that saw a need and decided to sell our agency and go all in on helping agents do this thing that almost no one was doing correctly a few years ago. So, I mean, before we even continue the conversation. Are you calling us dumb? Is that that a, what, what sort of morons would make that decision? That needs to be said. In hindsight. Because yeah. so many people in this room right now, I'm looking around at all these booths, all these trade shows. A lot of these folks came into the insure tech game from outside the industry. They did not start in insurance and then go into insure tech. And you guys are definitely in the extreme minority there is that you you just you can't understate that you can't understate the importance because you get it because you were that for years and years and years yeah i mean all three of the co-founders worked in insurance before they did tech there's something about when you're developing a product or a workflow and you can stop and put yourself in in your shoes of of five years ago and say what would i have done here yeah right my client said this my client sent me that uh this prospect did this what do i want to do here what did I do before? How do I do it now? And how can I make this better? Like you can't replicate that, man. It's you like just when can't. I do a uh, like a house project. In my head, it's a couple of things here and a couple of things there. <laughs> but then when I get in there, it's like, oh, there's a oh, lot Ryan of told detail. The story. And yeah. I'd love to hear your take on <laughs> the, how it starts off as a fence, the single bolt on the single fence. bolt on a fence, <laughs> and then it ends up as a backyard renovation. Oh my! And I mean, a new really? garage. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you already told it, that's essentially rental. it. It was a it was a loose bolt. On, on his a, gate, on, on my gate, <laughs> and I come out, and it's COVID, and I had thought about putting a detached garage out back, and and this kind of unique steel structure, um, you know, but it was expensive. I was like, I don't know if I need to do this, but my guy comes out, and I'm just talking about. It. I'm like, man, I got an email. It's COVID. It's sixty five percent off, and he goes, whoa, that's a good deal. And I was like, you think? And he goes, you could probably even reuse most of this driveway for it. And I was like, oh, I wouldn't have to pay for the concrete. And he goes, yeah. And I was like, let's do it. Let's just do it. And yeah, six, seven Please months later. Please tell me there was something in there about consulting your bride and getting her buy-in before you did Oh, that. yeah, obviously. Because you know, that's really, when I heard the story from Ryan, was like, man, I'd love to talk with Sean and figure out how that wife conversation went. Yeah. Was, then you turned your existing garage into living space and you blew out the wall. Blew out the wall before we knew we could do it. And then once you ordered those doors off Alibaba, that took yeah. six months. To <laughs> didn't didn't price anything out. Didn't scope a single thing. Just yeah. like started looking at it. Yeah. Ordered the doors, shipped them from from China. You know, they, they came actually from Wuhan, which was really funny. So, so did they come with COVID on them? Absolutely. You know, I wiped yeah, them down and like sit outside. Yeah, definitely. You know? yeah it was yeah. definitely a, a poor decision. But the point being is that when you think of a project or a tech, if you don't, if you're not the de developer or a contractor, someone that does that, you can't get into the nuanced details. Yeah. It's impossible unless you've lived it and made the mistakes. Yeah. The funniest thing about building this product is agents will look at it and say, why doesn't it do that? Because it's very natural to think like it should do that next, right? Yep. Like every agent is like, oh, the next interaction is this. It should be this, right? It's easy to talk about, right? It's easy to understand that. It's hard to build. <laughs> Impossibly right? hard to build unless yeah. you have the context, right? Right. Exactly. The, the context fuels the content. The context, the resources. If it's a, a third party integration, they have to be open to it. They have to be yeah. technically sound to be able to support it. Like. It makes sense when you think about logically what should happen, but building it is a whole other animal. How, and I know this is kind of a, a different question. You guys require buy-in from carriers 
in order for Glovebox to even be possible. How did you go about starting to get them to be okay letting down the walls of their castle to allow for data portability? Because so many of these carriers have their own native apps that Glovebox directly competes with. Yeah. Yeah. How did that go? The mentality has shifted, man. In the beginning, they were like, no, that's a waste of time. We have our own platform. We haven't heard any agents you know, say otherwise. We're good. But as time has gone on and customer experience has become much more of a conversation at the, at the carrier level, they're seeing a large number of service requests. Nationwide is one of our partners, you know, alone. They were getting a million service requests a year inbound to them for just policy documents. So they're starting to realize that there is an omni-channel opportunity to be able to leverage their current technology in multiple spots and not just one. So. Well, where a carrier receives all those tickets, every single one of those tickets represents labor costs. Yeah, exactly. And if you guys can help them reduce some of those costs by translating that ticket into the yeah. robot handles it for the carrier. Right. Well, now more dollars go to their balance sheet. Now you're winning. Then you're looking at the agents and the agents are saying, well, if I'm comparing carrier A to carrier B, carrier A is connected, carrier B is not. Who do you think I'm writing? Yeah. Because I want the reduction on my service staff, right? Yeah. Um, then there's the whole other piece of referrals and quoting, right? Yeah. If, if, if your client, James, goes to Safeco's mobile app, you ain't getting referrals off that. Nope. They're not yeah. referring you out through it. Nope. Yeah, there's so, a in it, it, allowing the uh the client to stay with their agent is just good for business yep. <laughs> it's good for business we, you know? we talk about this in in our own internal team even when we were at the agency in terms of prospecting and, and stop thinking about me you know think about your prospect think about the other person that you're talking to and i think that's one thing we just inherently do really well at Glovebox is every idea is filtered through a few different lenses Glovebox, the policyholder the agency and the carrier and it has to work for all of them you know and if you don't do that we've aligned essentially we've aligned our interests you know yeah. they're looking to do these things how does that relate to how an agency would want to do them and interact with them and what would be the benefits to everyone hey freedom jumper are you looking to take your business to the next level who is it right write more business and see your agency succeed with nbs at Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, they understand the challenges local agents face in the constantly changing marketplace. That's why they offer a wide array of personal and commercial markets and policy options to help you meet the needs of your customers, no matter how unique or outlandish they may be. With a team of experienced and dedicated professionals that provide you with the support and guidance you need to see your agency succeed, Nationwide Brokerage Solutions is here to support you every step of the way. Don't just survive in the competitive insurance industry. Thrive with Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. Get started today. Learn more at nbsbrokerage.com. There is definitely lots of benefits in the collaboration side of things for sure. One of the things and one of the concerns that was brought up in a Facebook group that I'm no longer a member of as of last <laughs> Thursday, uh, a week ago, almost a week ago as we record this, was your terms and conditions that talked about data security and data compliance. I and mean, basically the, the freedom that the end user gives to Glovebox to do whatever you please for the purposes of the terms and conditions, the terms of service. Uh, the, the concern was raised that Glovebox is taking a very 
cavalier and laissez-faire approach to data security and allegedly being irresponsible with that data. Before we go into the rest of the story, how do you guys approach the concept of data security uh, and, and privacy? Yeah, I mean, what we do is we, we take everybody's data and we post it on Facebook. And it's really good, man. Like everybody can. Act. No, I'm totally joking. <laughs> we don't do any of that. Uh, look, bottom line is we work with carriers. They're our main partners, right? Yeah. And anybody that has ever been through a carrier security audit can tell you it's months and months of literally auditing your entire process. Tell yeah. me about your intrusion detection systems. Tell me about how you manage, um, you know, a data leak. Like yep. how, how does it work, right? We get audited by our carriers heavily. And so what we did was we went out and got uh, a really intelligent CISO. He used to run security for AIG. Uh, he worked at NASA for a while. He ran security at uh, Zendesk. Mm -hmm. So we brought him in about two years ago. We've been working with him since. And he's helped us set up the technologies, the processes, uh, both on the you know security side and on the engineering side with our systems to be able to maintain the highest level of integrity with data. And that's that's what you have to do. So are you guys SOC 2 certified yet? Or We're are you still working there. towards that? We're almost there. Super close. We okay. just did a uh, penetration test about two months ago, which was exciting. So someone tried to hack us. Yeah. Like we paid people to try to hack us. Yeah. So that we could find the um, the vulnerabilities in our system and make sure that they're remediated. Yeah. The next step is the SOC 2. So we're almost there. We're very close. For, for those of our audience that aren't familiar, SOC 2 is, it's the, the, peak. is the peak. It yeah. is the enterprise level of security. It's the same kind of thing that Google and IBM and Oracle and these other platforms yeah. have. And let me tell you why it's harder for us than other platforms to get SOC 2 compliant. We get data from four different ways. We get it from the policyholder, we get it from the agency, and then we get it from an AMS system, and we get it from a carrier. So we're getting data from a lot of different ways, and that makes our system vulnerable. And yeah. so we have to uh, batten down the hatches. It's, it's difficult. It's not easy. But we've done a really, really solid job over the past two years of building our security to where we're almost there, man. It's close. So to circle, I should say close the circle here, full transparency, I tried to... It took me a week thinking about this. Do I record an episode of this podcast and share my side of the story and tell, you know, title it the closing of the IAOA chapter or yeah. whatever? I would be remiss if I even try to have that conversation without as clearly as I can taking the high road and say, first off, to Dave Jackson and Nick Ayers and Grant Botma and Brandon Smith, who made IAOA a thing. Like, I'm forever grateful because that group Early in my career, when we launched RiskWell, the first two years of RiskWell, like that group was absolutely foundational. Most of the relationships, including the two of you, came to me through IOA. So I, I cannot even address the closing of that chapter without simply saying, I'm forever grateful. Uh, and many of the guests on this podcast, the relationships began in IOA. So the fact that I'm no longer in that group, it's disappointing. Uh, there will definitely be aspects of it that I miss. The way that that whole thing went down and me being bounced in the way that I was is, is terribly unfortunate, honestly. Um, the way What happened, for those of you that listen to the podcast and go, wait a second, James isn't in IOA anymore. Like, what happened? Why are you not there anymore? A certain member decided to post uh, an inflammatory and, and incendiary uh, post about Glovebox 
talking about how cavalier Glovebox was with information security that the terms and conditions gave Glovebox broad latitude to do whatever you please with agent level data and that's factually wrong and i encouraged the poster of that comment i'm going to leave his name out of it because he did the right thing he realized his mistake corrected that mistake publicly apologized and sort sort of publicly apologized whether or not it was a legitimate apology on the same level of visibility as his post was that's a different story but whatever i'm not going to get into the nuance of it he then deleted his post after he was very soundly corrected by you mr matheson and i was bounced from the group because i shared what people considered to be internal ioa business with an outside party never mind the fact that that rule was made because people were sharing screenshots with carriers and members of iaoa were having their appointments pulled because people were sharing stuff they should not be sharing and agents had major adverse effects i made the decision that the potential damage to glovebox was exponentially larger than the potential damage to this agent and i reached out to you they decided that that was a violation of uh, important rules and decided I didn't belong in the group anymore. That's their choice. I, I respect their decision. And in case anyone is wondering, no, I'm not coming back. I'm never going back to IOA. The chapter is closed. So there, there's the story. And thank you for politely staring at me as I tell <laughs> that part of the story. Because it's really important because, one, Glovebox deserves better than that. And two, what the guy said is factually wrong. Objectively, there's no opinion involved in me saying that what he said is wrong. It's inaccurate. You guys have in your terms and conditions certain language that relates to the end user, the client of the agent, right? Yep, correct. That's the whole conversation was a misunderstanding of this clause in the terms and conditions applies to the end user, not the agent level data. You want to talk about that for a second and the way that the, that important distinction between yeah. the rights that you guys have in your terms and conditions? Because I think that's the entire conversation. The whole thing pivots on agent level security versus what the client gives you guys rights to do, as in share their data yeah. with the agent. Yeah. And I can tell you how it started, too, <laughs> which you may not I know. I sure wish you would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know uh, we're not going to name names because you guys are taking the high road always, here. Always, always. And as the dominant yeah. market presence, of course <laughs> your competitors are going to try some dirty, underhanded tactics to yeah. take away some of your market share. It's all they have left, uh, which is fine. Um, now, so we have two different uh, agreements, one with the policyholder and one with the agency, right? We're a free app. Anybody can use it. You don't have to have an agency that has our product. Anybody can use our platform. You can go download it right now, right? You can go into the platform. You can connect your carriers. That's why yep. we built it. Yep. And that's our promise to our carrier partners. Anybody can use it. Anybody can connect to you when we build this. That was, and, and we like that, right? Consumers can come in and they can play with it. That agreement is, again, between the policyholder who is choosing to use the platform and the data that they're connecting with, right? It's their data that's coming in. Yep. That's one relationship, right? Then we have the relationship with the agency and the agency leverages our platform. They put their data into our platform via their AMS system, CRM. They can manually create it multiple ways to get it in. Right. That is their data. Nothing happens with that data. They're using our platform to pass that data to their policyholders. Follow me. Yeah. The terms and conditions that this person thought they were talking about 
was actually the policyholder side. They thought we were talking about the agent side. Yeah. Now, the reason we have this clause, <laughs> which, by the way, we've had four of our law firms review our privacy policy, and they said it's completely standard. The reason why we have that verbiage yeah. is because a policyholder could come in and they could connect their Geico account. Yeah. They could connect their American family account. And what's cool about our platform is we say, hey, the moment you start getting hosted by Riskwell, right, your agency for that policyholder, now we're able to share that policy information with the agent and it allows us to legally do it. Yeah. And that's why we put it in because we thought we were being awesome for agents. And I think you are <laughs> being awesome for agents. Yeah. And I, it's such a bizarre thing because the guy who posted this, I have a lot of respect for it. He's a longtime industry guy. He's been an agent in various capacities for almost, I, I don't even know, probably 20, 25 years. Sure. The guy's been around forever. He knows what he's doing. So the fact that he participates in the conversation and is saying things that are just factually wrong and then has the nerve to say, oh, my attorney reviewed this. I'm like, yeah, bro, <laughs> if your attorney reviewed this. You need to fire your attorney immediately because they're an idiot. And he also said, oh, my attorney didn't realize that this was a user policy. He thought it was an agent. It must have been a fragment. <laughs> well, he had to send like a screenshot of something because no attorney worth their salt is going to read a TNC yeah. and misunderstand something like that. So here's what happened. Right. Let me start from the beginning. Uh, here so we go. About, here's the T, boys and yeah, girls. Yeah. Here's so the T. About three weeks ago, we get. <laughs> yeah. About three weeks ago, we get an email from one of our new clients. Right. And it was identical screenshots of what the person who posted an IAO way had posted, right? Do you mean someone is feeding talking points? Yes. Oh <laughs> that my. Is, yeah, yeah. Oh, my. The plot thickens. <laughs> One of your competitors yes. is allegedly feeding talking points to agents? And the person who posted it at IAOA may or may not have a written testimonial on this person's website. Oh, my word. I know. Ryan, I, know. I can't believe it. So here's what happened. So our competitor got upset because we sold his insurance agent and he got our rollout, <laughs> which is awesome. I which, love by it. the way, can it we worked. just pause for a second <laughs> yeah. and realize the just the juicy beautifulness that one of your main competitors in the marketplace, that person's yes. insurance agent, Went for with, yeah. the business insurance policies that cover yes. your competitor, yes. got an email from your platform. And the rollout works beautifully. It works great. It works <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah. The irony... And I love that kind of chaos in the marketplace. Yeah. I think it's so amusing. Yeah. That oh, I, when I heard that, it just makes yeah. me chuckle on every possible lever. Yeah. Level, I should say. So so they got uh, irked as they usually do because they're very, very interested in what we're doing on a regular basis. So he, as a minority player should be. Uh, correct. And we're in a different we're in a different league, let's be honest. Like that platform has a market in the industry and we actually try to send them business because yeah. we'll meet with agents and we'll say hey they seem a little more your speed and that's okay that's fine agents older than 40 let's say we're built 45, for 45 50 usually it's on size like usually smaller agencies are a better fit yeah for what we're doing right so the cost of glove box scales with your active policy count right that and we usually smaller agencies are just not ready for our platform yeah they need something simple basic it's fine there's a market for that and that's great yeah and we love that that's how it should be let's facilitate the market with what they need so this person got really irritated sent all the screenshots to our client 
saying, did you know what you signed up for? Look at this. And they were looking at the user terms and conditions. Yeah. Right. Thinking it was the agent agreement. So our client sends it to us. We send back the same response that we sent to the person in Iowa. Hey, they're looking at the wrong agreement. Here's your agreement. That's the wrong like, part cool. of the contract, bro. Exactly. So lo Please and behold. Please refer to page such and such and clause such yeah. and such. So lo and behold, and let me, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. But oh, I, I am. I, I definitely am. I also am. I, I definitely am. IAOA is coming up soon. And our competitor rubbed some nickels together to get a booth at IAOA. So the timing is interesting. So they Will are Will you guys friends. have a booth at IAOA? Ab absolutely. We always do. We yeah, support IAOA, right? Yeah, but you support the channel. Yeah. And everybody in it who's helping move the channel forward. Yeah. So again, IAOA is coming up. Our competitor is, has a booth. They sent the same information that was posted by someone that they know well. Yeah. yeah. The, the, it doesn't add up, right? So, like, you can connect yeah. the dots yeah. on where that came from. It's unfortunate, man. It's unfortunate. But, well, at, at the end of the day, I have to make it 100% clear. It was an ugly situation yeah. in the group. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, some folks felt liberty to take my name and drag it through the mud and say that I was low character, that I had no integrity, yeah. and, and a lot of other accusations that I'm I'm not going to address. I want to make it explicitly clear, I don't have beef with anybody in that group. Uh, a lot of those folks I consider friends and peers. Uh, the ones that are on the sidelines taking shots in my name when they've never done anything of substance in their entire career, yeah, for them, I have no words, and I don't think, I don't think a, th a single thought about any of those people that like to take shots from the sidelines. But... There are several people in that group that had some very strong words that, you know, I respect their opinion. And at the end of the day, I just want to make it clear I don't have a beef with anybody. Like, and those of you that happen to listen to this to try to see what I'm going to say about the situation, yeah, I'm talking about you. I don't have beef with you. We're good. When I see you around the country at other events, I'm going to come shake your hand because we're good. You have the right to your opinion. And as hard as it is for me, to just take the high road and say, you know what? It is what it is. And uh, I'm going to rise above. And it's cool. Uh, I stand by what I said in defense of Bloodbox. And if I had it to do over again, knowing exactly what the fallout would be, I would take exactly the same road again. I would do exactly what I did uh, again today. Uh, and and I know it's an awkward way to have a conversation in a podcast because I'm sitting here with the two of the three co-founders for a company that I went on a limb for and... Uh, lost membership in a group that's important to me uh but hey here we are the here chips are. fell where they fell and uh yeah. it is what it is yeah uh you know we're in an interesting time as agents there's a lot of tech being thrown yep. around right and i think groups need to be careful about misinformation because it's hard enough yeah it's hard enough right so i don't get it you know, I think uh, it's unfortunate. I think, um, you know, I always feel that agencies that don't have our platform are missing out on, yeah. on a really uh, amazing system that we've built with the best intentions always. You know, we left a large agency to come build this product. And some days we we ask ourselves, was it worth it? Right. But at the end yeah. of the day, like we we build our, our platform to make agents lives better. And there's nothing else. That's that's why we did it. The why, I think, is one of the reasons why I'm as big a fan of Glovebox as I am. Because you guys could be doing anything right now. Yeah. You could be spending your hours and days and your effort and giving your attention to anything. 
all three of you guys are very successful, very intelligent, very driven guys, and you choose to do this. Yeah. And the reason for that is the, the kind of people in this room right now that yeah. that drove or flew to Indianapolis to better themselves and better their agencies. There's nothing better than someone coming up to your booth that has never seen it before, and they look at it and their eyes light up. And Man. they're literally like, oh, holy shit. Like, that's awesome. Like, yeah. that's why we do it. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, like I was writing a, a training coming here because I, I was going to speak on uh, referral generation, referral partners, what I love. Right. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the hard property market and how I would approach it as an agent and what I would do. And man, it just gets my juices flowing of like being a fucking agent is awesome. It's awesome. I miss it. It's so good. But again, it's not quite as awesome in this market <laughs> cycle. Uh, to be fair, right? Yeah, there's, there's an opportunity. There's opportunity, lots of opportunity and challenges. Yeah, no and doubt. I, and I always say, sprint toward the market. Don't run away from it because now is the time. If you can figure it out and be a problem solver, you can build a gigantic fucking book of business. Uh, Nick yeah. Ayers posted on Facebook and LinkedIn just a couple of days ago as yeah. we record this. Was like, hey, how much of your time and energy is spent in marketing and growing new business? And my only response was man i'm doing what the oracle said to do yeah you know the oracle of omaha in case you're wondering you know uh the uh the the quote is you should be greedy when others are fearful yep. and fearful when others are greedy yep so all right, all right mr buffett i'm yes. gonna go ahead and look at the marketplace and see all this fear and uncertainty in my peer group and say yeah. Boys and girls, what it's an time to be greedy. Now's the time to strike, man. Figure it out, create a solution, and market the shit out of it. It's yep. time. <laughs> and the yeah. reality is the bottom 20 or 30% of our channel is going to self-select out yep. of the channel in the next two years. Yep. It's just too hard for the bottom 20 or 30%, and they're either going to choose to sell their agency. If they're a producer, they're going to leave and go do something else. It's not nearly as hard because right now it's very hard. Yep. And the, the bottom 20 or 30% just don't want to do it anymore. And the agencies that make it easy to do business with for their clients and their referral partners are going to win. They're going to scoop up all that business. Do you know of a client experience platform that someone can sign up for that might I mean, make it one, easier for their insurance? If one <laughs> double down on just increasing organic revenue and decreasing service, I would, I would look at them. I'd get a demo. It's very interesting. You know, those are two very interesting. It'd be very points. reasonable to say, I'm going to get a 30 minute demo just to see if this could be a fit for my agency. You know what? I might find my way to glovebuxapp.com <laughs> and look for a button that says book a demo. <laughs> it actually says get glovebox now. Get yeah. glovebox now. So again, at the end of the day, like it was an unfortunate situation. It was it, it, it's more uh I wouldn't say it's hurtful. It's just man, we we do this thing with the best intentions. Yeah. We're trying to build a kick-ass platform that really makes you money at the yeah. end of the day and uh for the people that don't want to be on the glove box, you know, wave, that's fine. But I personally feel like you're missing out. You are missing out on revenue. Well, you know what I think is I've been a glove box customer for two years now, and especially since you guys have commercial support and document upload for ENS policies, which works exactly like it's supposed to work, yeah. by the way. Certificials coming. The desktop version is coming. Our new metrics are coming. Uh, automated auto ID cards are coming. Your, so much your cool stuff. services and features and solutions are going out to a broader swath of, of agents than you ever have before. Yes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's really it. If you haven't seen Glovebox, go ahead and check them out. Gloveboxapp.com. And uh, you know where to find me, and it won't be in IOA. It won't be, yeah, IOA. So, <laughs> yeah, I, 
I hesitated to even address that, but I felt like given the fact that the two of you were directly involved, um, man, at, at the end of the day, it's just, are, are we sharing our opinion to just share it? Do we like the sound of our own voice or do we want to have a solution? We want to work towards bettering the channel, bettering the industry. And the idea that you can say something like that without having any accountability for your words and yeah. actions, like, yeah, you're free to say it, but you're not free to choose what happens after you say it. It's an interesting thing, man. Like, you know, motives are, are something that could be really good or really bad. Who knows? Who knows? So be yeah. careful. Be careful about the information that you're intaking on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. So somebody's got to have a filter somewhere. So. And uh, I, I think that's it for this episode, man. Any final nice. thoughts before we land the plane? No, nah, man. James Jenkins strikes again. So IOA is missing out. For sure. The man loves Twizzlers. Yeah. Red Vines, sorry. Uh, it's all about the Twizzlers. That's man. about the only place we differ. No. There and I go. just brokering a deal between Taco Bell and Dude Wipes. <laughs> it makes sense. Let's make it happen. Yeah. All right. All right, folks. Jason Cass. Yeah. Signing off from uh, this episode of, uh, I don't even know, that's not really anything. Agency Freedom <laughs> Podcast, obviously, but live from Indie Tech 2023. Peace. Out. Thanks for listening to the Agency Freedom Podcast. Please subscribe to AFP on your favorite platform to get automatic updates with every new episode and help other people find us. If you like what you hear, please drop us a review and tell the world what you like best. Most importantly, please share AFP with someone you know who is still in captivity. They'll thank you later. Visit our website at agencyfreedom.com to get access to exclusive content and announcements. Join our community on Facebook by typing in Agency Freedom in the search bar. Send your questions, comments, guest recommendations, and favorite grilling recipes to us at podcast at agencyfreedom.com. This is the Agency Freedom Podcast, where we help insurance professionals move from captivity to freedom. Until next time, let's go.